Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg ad-free and right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This is the Ion Travel Podcast with CBS News Travel Editor Peter Greenberg. Hi, everybody. Peter Greenberg here with another edition of the Ion Travel Podcast. Memorial Day kicked off the unofficial start of summer travel. But if truth be told, it's been summer all year long if you just go by the numbers. Planes have been full for the past eight months. Hotel rates and occupancies have already soared. So are we in any way, shape, or form prepared for the summer onslaught of travelers? Karen Seidman-Becker, the chairman and CEO of Clear, in an extended conversation about those numbers and the technology now available to maybe handle them. And then, as travel increases, so does confusion about travel insurance and what really works for you or not. Christina Tunna from the World Nomads Travel Insurance on deciphering and then understanding the hieroglyphics of travel insurance. First up, from Clear, Karen Seidman-Becker. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Karen Seidman-Becker. Welcome, Karen. Hi, Peter. Great to be here. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, so let me guess. You're probably not traveling this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I am car-bound, yes. 
Okay, but let, for those people who are at the airport, I mean, you've had a very strong rise in numbers in terms of members. And I, I have to say at the outset, I have no horse in this race. I'm a big fan of two things, global entry and clear. It makes my life so easy. And I'm just talking airlines now. Uh, but, you know, look, pre-check was great for the TSA, but you guys actually aid in that. Uh, if, I go to, if I go to clear, they, they, you know, they just, you know, take a picture of my eyes. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm first in line to get through security. Well, we agree. Uh, Clear is amazing, and travel this summer is going to be amazing. This has been an incredible start to 2023 for the past five months, if you want to call that a start. And we expect to see an absolute boom in summer travel. Uh, And we are prepared. We are staffed up. We are teched up from a pod perspective, uh, ready for Iris and, and, uh, and, and getting people through. Uh, but this is a really important summer, the first big up summer since 2019, and we are ready and excited. I mean, we're seeing a situation which we haven't seen in a long time where airfares are near historic highs, hotel rates are soaring, every plane is full, hotels are at capacity, and the rates show no sign of subsiding, and people are still traveling. So it might be a, a suggestion, at least, that there's no seasonality left in travel anymore. We're just traveling all the time. Look, I think that travel is uh, really a changed industry in the post-pandemic environment, and I think it's a convergence of a few things. Obviously, if you keep people, uh, you know, shut down for a few years, everyone has long lists of where they want to go, so that YOLO concept. But I also think that in this shared economy, if you will, the Airbnbs and what bookings and Expedia have as well, that it creates infinite room. And the desire to explore and to travel is bigger than ever. And then you add on top of that hybrid work and remote work, which while it's less than it was, is still, you know, less than it was obviously over the past few years, it's still bigger than it was a few years before it. Travel has just become a way of, you know, how people live now versus a special holiday or a business trip. And all that shows up in people in the airport. We expect to verify over well over a million travelers over Memorial Day weekend. And and so I just think travel is the new expectation. It's a part of life. It's not special anymore. It's just, um, it's so beloved. Everyone loves traveling. You bet. And what you're just saying really is a dramatic change in lifestyle and the approach to travel. It's not something you plan ahead for one, two week period a year. It's like, what are you doing every day? Part of that could easily include travel because that's what we proved in the post-pandemic world. Yeah, it, it's just, a, you know, a part of the customer expectation, certainly for younger people. It's not what are you doing this weekend? It's where are you going this weekend? And then I think you add on top of that what I'll call uh, sort of the point and click economy or the one touch world that we live in. Outside of travel, outside of airports, people have changed the way they order food. They change the way that they, you know, hail a car if you're hail a cab, if you will. So, you know, ordering a car. And I think this friction-free world that they live in outside of airports is now drifting into their expectation of how they travel, from how they book their tickets and their, uh, you know, their room to how they then have that day of travel. And our goal is to help people win the day of travel, to make the journey joyful, to make it predictable. And um, I think that's the customer expectation, and that's what innovation and partnership allow you to do. And so we're incredibly excited 
uh, for the continued growth in travel. I, you know, it's no longer a cyclical. I call it a, you know, constant, just sort of up. <laughs> and we got to be ready for that, ready for that as an industry. Well, you know, it's interesting. You said to make it more joyful, I, I'm going to take a somewhat more cynical approach. How about make it less painful? Well, I, I think that that is a fair statement, <laughs> but travel is fun, right? Getting there is fun. And so, well, once you're there, it's fun. We got to make the whole journey fun, right? We got to make it predictable. You look at Clear's Home to Gate app, my my new favorite passion, right, is this app which lets you know when to leave for the airport to get to your gate with 40 minutes to go because we put together the traffic, the clear lane, and then the walk. You can pre-order your Uber through it. And most importantly, coming soon, the weather. The weather where you are today and where you're going is there, but putting it in one page so you know you can see it all. These kinds of things are what customers expect and are so important. Bringing out products. That changed the customer experience, not only home to gate, but the clear plus lanes. We've launched revert, reserve lanes, um, trying to help travelers, whether you travel once a year or once a week. So reserve is free and you can make a reservation at a, a TSA lane just like you do uh, at, a, at a restaurant. And, well, yeah, let's, and let's, so, talk about, let's talk about that for a second because, for example, if I enroll in global entry, I get TSA pre-check. Can I do that with clear as well? Uh, that's a great question. So PreCheck is a separate product, which we think is an awesome product. And we are looking forward to becoming an authorized PSA PreCheck enrollment provider to bring that enrollment to more people in more places starting at 4.30 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, brought to you by our awesome ambassadors. And so that will be a product that um, we will be able to enroll people in as well, either standalone or as a bundled offering with Clear Plus. And we think that TSA has done such a great job uh, with PreCheck of rolling this out, and we're excited to help bring PreCheck to more travelers. Let's talk te technology for a second. I mean, obviously, you guys are the first there in terms of a mass market with biometrics, and it works. I can tell this from personal experience. I had to learn to take my glasses off, though. <laughs> that that was the one thing I didn't realize. And then once I learned to take my glasses off, boom, I was through the whole thing in a second. But what other uh, innovations are you doing design-wise or technically to even make that process even faster? So you're right. I, biometrics are the future. We saw that 13 years ago, and I think it's incredibly exciting that everyone's talking about it today. Fingerprint, eyes, you know, face to get into lounge. We think that it's important both in the airport where we're adding more pods, more people, in some airports, more lanes, because today uh, over 6% of total nationwide traffic is going through a clear lane. Uh, nationwide and in the airports we're in, that's well over 10%. So continuing to make sure that the experience is faster and frictionless is crucial. Adding things like home to gate, reserve, or uh, being able to enroll in pre-check, but then outside the airport. So partnering with rental car companies. You mentioned rental cars. I, I know about sporting stadiums I mean, I mean, and, and, and big events too, right? Yeah, look, with Avis or Budget, you can go straight to your rental car and skip the checkout counter by verifying with Clear in the Avis app because you are your driver's license and you are your reservation number. If you want to check in at the Hard Rock, you can do mobile check-in at the Hard Rock in Las Vegas through their app, verifying with Clear. 
And so in sports stadiums, fast entry in or your ability to buy a beer. It's such an exciting time in travel to really use digital transformation. And, and identity is such a big piece of that to change the customer experience. A non-identity-based company, we recently invested in a company called Landline. It's actually buses. Um, but it's leading the way in secure off-airport screening when you think of the opportunity um, they've already gotten approval for having your bag pre-screened, which is great. So you get on the bus as opposed to a regional jet, which has been cut back in, in many communities. You can take a bus, your bag is pre-screened, and their hope is that they can go airside and that the people can be pre-screened. All right, let me ask you so a question. Let me know, ask you a question about that. Yeah. We know yeah. for a fact, and this is pretty disturbing, that if you add up American United and Delta, they've probably pulled out of about 65 separate U.S. cities or have reduced service to the point where it's almost non-existent. So what this system is, if I get this right, is I get on a bus from one from one location and it takes me right to the plane at the other airport? Well, right now it's taking you to the front of the airport and you're going in the front door, hopefully to go through a clear lane, but your bag has been pre-screened. The hope is that it can take you, it's a secure sterile bus and it can take you airside. When you think, Peter, about 2030, there's going to be another million people coming through airports on top of the two and a half million that are there today. So travel's hard and getting harder. So how we scale securely, and you're exactly right. Many communities have had service cut to them. How do we create wonderful, joyful journeys for all travelers? And I think that's the expectation. And so innovation and partnership, whether it be biometrics, whether it be um, re- reserve lanes, whether it be buses, right? Mobile apps, identity, mobile driver's license. There's so many opportunities to put these journeys together. Innovation and partnership are crucial. It's a very interconnected but fragmented industry. And, you know, it's the power of partnership that will change the travel experience on behalf of American travelers. And I think we can all agree, specifically heading into summer 2023, American travelers have been through a lot. They want more and they deserve more. Well, let's talk about consistency then, because if I go to the Delta terminal at LaGuardia, I find clear. If I go to a United terminal, I find clear. But if I'm in Dallas, which is basically owned and operated by American, clear doesn't exist, right? At least not an American. Um, in some American airline terminals, clear is not there. In many, we are there. And our hope is to continue to grow our network across the country and around the world. Today, we're in 52 airports, so you'll see more coming, and you'll see more clear lanes and terminals, both in the airports we're in and in the airports that we're not. So uh, we continue to grow our network. We've la- we launched about eight airports last year and a bunch of new lanes and terminals. We've launched four so far this year and more coming, and we're excited to bring clear everywhere. It is the customer expectation. We, we uh, today have over 16 million travelers on the platform, and it's incredibly um, rewarding that they look for clear everywhere. Well, I'm one of them. But here's my question. Going into the rest of summer of 2023, I'm not even going to call it summer. I'll just say the rest of 2023 because summer makes it sound like it's only going to be two months and then everything's going to drop off and everything seems to indicate it won't. What's your biggest challenge right now? Yeah, our biggest challenge is to make sure that we can ahead of the demand. We are fully staffed, which has been so important. And as much as people love our technology, they love the clear ambassadors, right? As they say, welcome back and they help you. Somebody was telling me a great story 
that their boarding pass didn't have pre-check on it. The clear ambassador took them to the ticketing desk, helped them get a new boarding pass, brought them back, right? Um, having people who care is, is so important. And so continuing to scale that feeling and that experience, both in the airport and then beyond the airport, putting together that whole journey as people depend on us, um, you know, scaling is, is an exciting challenge and one that we're up for, but we just want to bring this experience to the entire travel journey and, and continuing to grow partners and, and have them stare in this expectation and this opportunity. It's hard work. The clear team is doing a great job. My thanks to Karen. Now it continues to be one of the most misunderstood and confusing aspects of the travel experience, insurance. So what are you covered for? Or perhaps most important, what are you not covered for? Christina Tunna of World Nomads Insurance has a few answers, as well as some guidance. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey, Christina. Hey, Peter. How are you? Good. So let me give you a couple of for instances, because I know that in the wake of the pandemic, a lot of insurance policies have changed. They're much more understanding of things like COVID or pandemic, but it's still important for everybody to read the language because it gets quite specific, which is why I'm, I'm a big fan of telling people, book it through a travel agent or book it through a travel advisor or through the travel insurance company directly so someone can walk you through the language so that you do know the answers to the questions of whether you're covered or not covered. And one of the things, I'll give you an example that just a story that was written by our good friend Seth Kugel in the New York Times. Someone was going on a trip to Cuba. It was an educational trip approved by the U.S. And then they had a problem where they had to cancel the, the, the trip because of, of either weather or any kind of other problem. When they canceled the trip, they also had to cancel their airline tickets and they had bought the insurance. And then they found out that under the policy that the airports had to be closed, for 48 consecutive hours for the policy to kick in. Well, guess what? The storm passed over, but they still couldn't get to Cuba. And the question was, were they really supposed to be covered or not? Things like that. So what's your advice? The reason why people buy trip cancellation and trip in interruption insurance is specifically for things like that, right? Yes. In its highest level, that would be correct. That That is the intention that people have when they purchase insurance. But the devil is in that detail. And it, it really is important that when people are booking a trip, whether it be through an agency or a travel advisor or even piecing it all together themselves, the protection of that investment is paramount. However, not all insurance plans are meant 
to cover everything, nor is the insurance plan that might be recommended by that travel advisor or agency. And hopefully they're licensed to make those recommendations because that's another piece. But let's assume that there is a recommendation made and they're licensed to do so. That plan still might not be the right plan for that particular traveler or that particular type of trip. Insurance is not meant to cover everything, regardless of the downside or the things that go pear-shaped on a trip. All policies do have exclusions, and it's really important that travelers read that policy to understand what the exclusions are or ask the questions of their travel advisor, licensed insurance professional to help steer them on what the exclusions are. And it's going to be things like, what is the definition of a family member? Is it only direct blood member, blood family members, or is it an uncle or a grandparent who gets sick and you therefore have to cancel your trip? What is the definition of a trip weather-related event that is covered? Is it 48 hours or is it 24? Is the hotel defined as habitable or inhabitable for some of these benefits to kick in. And I always recommend people generally to not only buy a policy before you buy, but also just make sure that if you're worried about getting sick overseas, then focus on that part of the policy to make sure that your fears and concerns about taking a trip and losing out is covered in that language. If you're more worried about your elderly parents who might be having medical episodes and you're worried that you'll have to cancel to tend to them, then focus on the trip cancellation part of a policy and what is covered in that definition. There are all, all kinds of different either named perils or open perils. And that's the big difference with the coverage that you might be afforded as a result of that basic premise of a policy wording. So an example that we have, you mentioned weather-related events. If something is, if there's a hurricane and the hurricane is named or there's a strike that's announced, in the UK they tend to announce their strikes weeks in advance. <laughs> if, those, if those announcements have happened, then it is too late for you to buy a policy and expect that coverage, should that event then play out, would be covered because it's named. So that means it's a known thing that can happen. And insurance is really intended to cover unknown events. So it's those sort of differences that the traveler needs to be dialed into to really understand if the product that they're buying, the plan that they're buying is a right fit for them or not. Let me ask you this question, because this is another one. I'll give you a for instance. Somebody bought a trip, a very expensive trip to go to the Antarctic. It was like an 18-day cruise, and they bought the trip cancellation and interruption policy. Well, about halfway through the voyage, and before they ever reached Antarctica, which of course was the purpose of going, one of their fellow passengers fell ill and died, and under protocols, the ship then turned around, sailed to the Falkland Islands, and eventually to Ushuaia in Argentina for the group's return flight. They never made it to Antarctica. They put in a claim for the trip interruption and cancellation, and it was denied. So that seems to me that the trip was interrupted and canceled. Yes, and that 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 is that nuance potential. And again, not knowing the full uh, scope of what actually surrounded and precipitated. Well, you know what? I, uh, I, I can tell you. I, I, I can tell you because, according to the piece that Seth Kugel did, the, the insurance company said that their their trip was not technically interrupted because they spent all eighteen nights aboard the ship. But. It, <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, so what do you do in a situation like that? Because you really want to be protected. You spent a lot of money for that trip, but you never got a chance to see what you were going to see, right? Yeah, no, that, that is a very unfortunate interpretation of, of that particular covered uh, or non-covered event of that series of events. 
Um, and that is where, that is a great example of, and not that you have to think as a traveler every possible nuance so that you then phone that insurance company to start shielding all these different, you know, 20 scenarios. That's not the recommendation there. Um, but, you know, things like weather-related or events that could impact your ports of call, that's a very general question. You don't have to be that specific about what if someone dies on my trip, am I covered? It's more around what if I don't hit my remaining 10 ports of call? Um, how is that covered, right? You can bubble up and generalize these types of questions, particularly on a cruise, because that is so dependent on weather and the ability to dock or to even there's scenarios when there were a lot of flooding in the Danube where boats that were doing river cruises were prevented also from hitting certain ports of call because of that weather or that, that event, never mind the cause of the event. So there are scenarios that have similar types of, of manifestations of a traveler not being able to hit that port of call that for which they had paid for that trip. So that is so general that you could ask before you, uh, you know, accept a 10-day free look period of a plan you buy to just pose that to that travel insurance provider and ask them how might this be a covered event or not. And if it's not something that you feel comfortable with whether you were covered or not as a traveler, then you might want to turn your gaze to maybe a cancel for any reason plan, which are far more expensive. But if there are certain aspects of questions that you're posing to an insurance provider, that you're not comfortable with, I would say turn your tack and look at maybe another product that has a little bit more amplification for how you might be covered for these types of, of, of really unfortunate circumstances that impact you as a traveler. You know, you mentioned, Christina, CFAR, cancel for any reason, but there's a caveat there too. If you want to cancel for any reason, by the way, you're paying a higher premium and you're not going to get back 100% of your investment. Depending on the policy, it's anywhere from 50 to 75 or 80%. But the most important thing about CFAR for me is that you can't cancel for any reason once the trip starts, <laughs> right? That is correct. But even even in those, again, policy wordings, we don't offer CFAR, by the way, but um, even within the, the policy wording, there could be some provisions. And that's, again, where the traveler needs to understand what they're signing up for. Let, you know, let's not forget, travel insurance is a contract. And both parties uh, have to be very clear or the buying party has to be really clear about what it is that they are buying in a very legal contractual way. Um, And so even though CFAR still has certain provisions and limitations, it's not just an open book. I agree. It's not the, it's not the product that most people think it is that it's really any reason, any time. That's not actually what CFAR is. Um, But it offers a little bit possible more wiggle room potentially for that traveler to feel that that's a better plan for them, given maybe some of their more acute concerns or acute types of trips that they're taking that are very specific. Now I'm going to ask you to take off your, your, global, <laughs> your global insurance hat and just put on your traveler hat. And I'm, I'm now the airline, the cruise line, the hotel, and you're about to take a trip using some of my services, I suppose. What would be the questions you'd want to know before you bought the insurance? Well, as a traveler, I would want to know um, what if, as I mentioned earlier in the earlier example, what if this boat, this cruise cannot reach all of its points? How might this cruise company or you travel agent or you airline uh, make me whole? Because that's what insurance is supposed to do as well. And travel insurance is not intended to cover the liabilities of a travel provider. That is not what the product does. So it is asking that provider, 
How do you cover these eventualities? Um, how does weather impact your ability to deliver the product that you promised? What if the guide that you're offering, you know, maybe there's a, a, a particular subject matter expert that is the docent of a given trip. What if they can't make that trip for various reasons? You know, travel guides get sick too. Um, what if they're not the leader of this trip and yet I bought the trip because I thought I would have access to this subject matter expert? What happens in that event, right? Asking those questions that are important to you and what are the cancellation policies of a travel provider? What is, do they give you a credit? Will they give you a partial refund? Will they give you a discount for a future trip? How do they make the traveler whole in the event that it is a circumstance that they as the operator control? I think that's a very important question that people need to be across. And that's what I would ask if I was doing a big investment of a once in a lifetime trip, I would want to ask and be thorough about these types of questions because it is an investment. You're this right. is an investment You're in an right. experience. You're right. And, and the other thing is this, you know, you mentioned the example of the cruise, you know, if you look at most cruise ship contracts, it's very specifically delineated in them that the cruise line reserves the right to substitute ports in the event of unforeseen circumstances. It could be weather or in the case that I gave you before someone gets sick on the ship and they have to return. And so the cruise line is already limiting their liability there by saying we have the right to, to replace a port. Right. So then if you have that in the contract, then where does the insurance kick in? Well, that, and if that is in the contract, then I would imagine that that is um, that they, they are in some degree might not be optimal. But I would imagine that that the interpretation would be that they are fulfilling within the terms and conditions of their contract. And of course, what we're seeing now in the wake of the Southwest Airlines meltdown last December we're seeing a whole new wave of responsibilities and mandates being proposed by the U.S. Department of Transportation and what the airlines are responsible for if they cancel or delay your flight, whether circumstances are under their control, not whether, uh, not, um, you know, not other unforeseen circumstances, but if they're, if they're short a pilot or they have a mechanical or the plane's late getting in on the incoming flight, that's when that stuff may be kicking in. And what that may be doing, Christina, and you tell me what you think, but at least it seems to me that may be changing the dynamics of the language that will come out now in most travel insurance policies if those new de Department of Transportation rules are, are take effect. Well, there are, there are there are those considerations that, again, it's, it's, it's so new on, on these promises of how travel operators and providers might be on the hook for somehow making travelers somewhat whole or, or at least giving them alternatives. There is going to be that has to weigh into how insurance providers also then uh, work with those types of circumstances in terms of, well, if the airline makes you whole, then you are made whole as a traveler. And so insurance might stop or might not might not pick up any slack because there's no slack to pick up if the traveler is made whole. Now, if the traveler decides that the, the uh, alternative arrangements that an airline gives them, like for example, their flight is canceled uh, because of engine problems or no crew, that they will rebook people on a flight three hours later. And the traveler says, well, I don't want to go three hours later. There's a flight leaving in an hour. I'm going to go ahead and take that flight in an hour. Then that's where insurance would say, well, the provider was making you whole. Yep. There is there's no wiggle room for the traveler to decide when they're made whole. Um, the other element, too, that's important with, you know, just back to the cruise ship example, if the contract does state that the, uh, the, the cruise company exercises the right to change the port of call, 
you know, there is no compensation for loss of enjoyment, right? And I think that that's <laughs> that explains, one of the- Wait a minute, that explains my entire dating life. <laughs> I can't help you with that one, Peter. I can introduce you to a few people, but I can't help you well, with uh, what shakes out. No, my, my insurance policy is I'm not happily married, but you just brought up a bad memory. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and these and these things that happen in the travelscape are bad memories for people, um, and it's it's not bulletproof, unfortunately, because some things do do go wrong, and and so those are some 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 of those bad things. Insurance will uh, be able to step in, but there are some things that they will that that insurance cannot, um, and it's it, it's just the nature of how insurance works. It's not a bulletproof catch-all for everything that goes wrong. My thanks to Christina. To Karen Sodman Becker. And my thanks to you for listening to this Ion Travel podcast. For more conversations with the world's leaders in travel, as well as answers to your travel questions, be sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. And for all the breaking travel news, your insurance policy for information is easy. Just log on to petergreenberg.com. The Ion Travel Podcast is produced by Amanda Morris and Anthony Protis Chung. For more content from Peter Greenberg and the Ion Travel team, visit petergreenberg.com. Ion Travel is a production of CBS News Radio. If you like Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.